0: Lucy, you have some splaining to do. You. I'm talking to you. Came in here last week. Screaming. Cussing off Jurgen Klopp. And uh, he owned you guys yesterday. 1-0 at Anfield. Liverpool. Um, 1-0. masterclass from Klopp. Pep changing up his tactics again. Rattled a rattled pep. What was that? Or why is he what is he doing? Hasn't he learned from the Champions League final? Why is he changing up his tactics to play a dead Liverpool team? Uh, Go ahead. You got some spoiling to do, my son.
1: You said so many things there that I just completely 180 disagree with. Um I Where do I start? First off, any words that I say moving forward, understand... I do have a tail tucked between my legs right now. So the words are being said with a tail tucked between my legs. Relax. Yeah. Okay. So I got it wrong. I thought it was going to be a shootout. First and foremost, it wasn't. Which historically, I mean, there have been both. So yeah, you said six four. I forgot about it. I said six, four. Yeah. Fucking way off. But I did get a bullseye also. So fucking anyway. Uh this is what I'm going to say about this. He if you compare the the tactical mistakes that Pep had this past week against Liverpool compared to the Champions League final mistake, you you don't you don't understand Pep. That, that 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 it was not a mistake formationally, attacking wise as large as it was as not starting a CDM when you've literally started a CDM the entire time. So now to that point to your point Mistake made in my humble opinion. I'm not him, so I can't. I'm not gonna sit here and say I know more, but in my humble opinion, yes, it was a mistake. The whole issue was the back line starting. Everybody knows Jao's gonna push forward. And first off, big mistake by Jao. Goal credit to Liverpool. But to say that they owned us is a, a, f- a complete falsity. The game should have been one-one. One-one, that game's completely different. I do, and here's another thing. What goal? What goal should have counted? The Foden goal. If the Foden goal counted, that game is completely different. But there was a foul there. On both players.
0: So you call it even.
1: In Where, the was world,
0: foul? Where was the foul on Thiago? Because all I saw was Howland yanking him a, down. No, there was a Not foul. Thiago, uh, Fabinho. F-
1: Fabinho fouled Holland. Holland fouled Fabinho. It was an exchange of fouls. Fabinho tucked in, be- from behind. Holland had the ball moving forward.
0: Holland well, fouled. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up Fabinho. the video because honestly, I didn't see that. But I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully, you're not capping and being. You can you can pull it up. Anyone who disputes it can go ahead and bring and,
1: and look at it. Just bring it up. This is this is what I would I would say to it. Holland has the ball. He gets fouled from behind as Fabinho goes to try to make a play on him and the ball. In doing so, the ball gets left behind. Fabinho now takes his left side of his body and brings it forward to now create separation between him and Holland and the ball. In doing so, Holland's momentum, both of their momentum, is still going forward with the ball falling behind. That is when Holland fouls Fabinho by yanking on his shirt because the ball is behind. Fabinho's tucked in the left hip in the left side of his body. Holland has now lost the advantage because he got fouled,
0: which left the ball behind. That simple. Okay. It's an exchange of the video now. So let's go over this. So, um, all right, I'm playing it. Well, this is just a goal.
1: The other thing, as right, he looks right. up, okay, I'm watching it. it.
0: Let's 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 not move on.
1: Yeah, no, no. Talk it through. I was just trying to buy some time as a listener It's probably just listening to the dead space as we're watching a video. But as you pull it up, talk it through. Tell me what you're seeing. This
0: isn't a great view, but I'm just seeing. I mean, Fabinho goes in for the ball. So where are you saying the foul is? Because I'm watching the ball. Howland has the ball. Let me see if I can slow this down because it's it's fast. Yeah, I can go at 0.5 speed. All right, I'm pulling it up. So where are you saying? You're saying Fabinho fouls him first? I'm saying Holland gets fouled in the buildup.
1: So way before that. Not way before it. As Fabinho gets closer in proximity, there's a player in front of him, and there's a player to the other side of Holland as well. Mm Mm-hmm whether it's – I'm, I'm thinking Fabinho fouled him, but there's an exchange of fouls there. Holland doesn't just lose the ball. The ball gets
0: displaced behind him as he's moving forward. All right, yeah, for the sake of the podcast, because I don't have great video this time, I didn't I, – I saw Holland yank him. I saw mm, a decent tackle from Fabinho, but I, I just saw something. No, there were two fouls. Premier League match center confirmed to BBC that two fouls were committed in the run-up to Man City's disallowed goal. Had Haaland not been penalized for his challenge on Fabinho, he subsequently would have for kicking the ball out of Allison's hands. So they're saying there was two fouls, both on Holland. That's what the Premier League's saying. I'll send you the tweet. I'm not making this up.
1: No, I, I I think I've seen something similar. They're basically trying to say that no matter what, the goal wouldn't have counted anyway, Which which – Fine. If, if you want to come out to that, that's news to me. I, as I'm watching that game and seeing it, as the game was called, those plays were 50-50. This is a direct quote from what was basically said. The referee's consistency and decisions were said prior to the match. Little contact we play. There is no whistle. You saw it as, as the game was refereed the, game, the 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 play the play on aspect
0: was allowed, and, unless and, of and course yeah that's my stopping. point with VAR it, it, which I made with the Odegaard thing uh, against Man United. Um, I think this is worse. This is more clear of a foul to me, and I'm not just being biased. If you watch the video, he clearly yanks him down. Odegaard was more fifty fifty to me. He definitely nudged him in the back, but he was playing the ball. I mean, you could play the ball without being there, but whatever. Let's talk more about the 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 tactics because why why change up the tactics why why go three out the back? Uh, we didn't go three in the back.
1: Uh, the attacking side was chosen different. Zhao went to right back. Zhao should have been at left back. Nathan Ake should have been a center back. Um, Akanji Tucked
0: in, yeah. It almost fine. was played as a three out in, the back, is what I, I mean. understand. Yeah, because that's it kind it of how Arteta in. plays, right? A yeah. lot of times, uh, the left back bombs forward, the right back tucks in. It's almost a, a, a three out the back when uh, when we're attacking. However, wh- why make these changes? Why does he do this all the time? I mean, this this isn't this wasn't deadly Liverpool coming in. This was a mid table Liverpool coming in, and I understand you're going to Anfield, but why? Just explain it to me. I, I don't get it, and
1: you know, Pat does not even believe in what you just said. That's the first. That's the first start, starting point for you to say it's a. mid Which I agree with you. The ta- the table tells you that great win by Liverpool, but throw mm-hmm. some shade. You're ten points behind us now. So great, great win. But what? Yes, but to say that would piss him off so much because Liverpool are not a mid-table team. They mm-hmm. just have exactly. mid table results results and th- they are quality it takes a snapping of a finger for them to get right and kudos to them this is this is the premier league if you think there was going to be a two- and, and and anyone who arsenal fans brian you you did a little bit of it and it was it was all in good fun i don't mind but if you think for one minute city was thinking about an invincible season kick rocks (laughs) motherfuckers okay let's be real no one should be ever bring up the word invincibles out of respect to that team until the fucking month of january talk to me in january when you're undefeated until then shut the fuck up and respect what they did for crying out loud it was fucking ridiculous 12 draws if i want to throw any shade that was a little kind of ridiculous I, I, I don't even want to uh go Never back lost. and lost. Don't even get tired me on it. the podcast. He will it. fucking flame you. I'm not disputing it. I get it, but 12 draws. That's come on. Like I that's you have an
0: invincible team.
1: There it is. All right. Is. All right. There it is. Yeah, I still say the Centurions were better
0: to watch at least. You know, I mean, that's your opinion and football's a game of opinions we're
1: gonna have to break down both 11s starting 11s just to kind of go one by one those those both of those teams because the fucking the go undefeated in the premier league is crazy it is absolutely absurd just to think for an entire fucking year man like no one couldn't fucking go one up on you that's crazy bro like i just think it's absurd so yeah Man City never really thought of it at all. Um, I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong on what I thought the score was going to be. Pep did get the tactics wrong and how we attacked. And here's what Pep also got wrong. Like he always does. And I don't understand because he fucking bitched about the subs and to respect the players and give more subs to the players and to the teams. And we need it. And the motherfucker don't use them. Alvarez in the 89th, my guy. Alvarez. That's insulting. <laughs> it's, 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 I don't question him and I have to back him, but it's just, I, I'm venting here, bro. What are we doing? What are what, we doing? What was Grealish doing? Was he fit? Uh, Yeah, and even if he wasn't, I don't, it, or even if he was and fully ready yeah, to go. He was on the bench. I know. I just don't necessarily feel like uh, that's not the sub I really would have wanted. I would have wanted Alvarez probably around the 70th. Uh, I would have considered bringing Maras because I know I've saw some great activity in him recently. Um, that's probably where I would have gone. Uh, I also just want to go ahead and say anyone who doesn't think Bernardo Silva is worth every bit of 80 to plus million and a world-class player, you're a fucking idiot. And every fan base can hate him because he's on our team. But at the end of the day, you want that little Nat playing for you because that motherfucker is one of the most annoying but amazing players in football. There's not one fucking piece of grass on that pitch that man can't cover and didn't touch yet fucking on Sunday. It was incredible to watch. I love when he plays for us and never leave me, Bernardo. But when you do, I'm so thankful for your services. That guy's fucking incredible. I'm, and I am also want to say it's bad. it looks really bad right now. Two games in a row, no fucking goals. Holland only played for one of them. I'm not going to start with the Liverpool have Holland's number or any of that shit. I do want to just say the chemistry did not look right based on the way we approached how we were going to attack.
0: You, you know what, what I happened. saw from Man City, and then we'll talk about Liverpool because I think they were good. I thought they were good last weekend too. We just outplayed them. Um, and a couple things went our way, I would say. Uh, That could have went the other way. But uh, Man City was really – usually it's possession football. Everybody gets a touch, and they give the ball to the best man. I felt like City was really, really forcing it to Holland, really trying to get him going. And I get it, but let's not forget that's not what Man City is about. Man City does not play that way. They never, ever force it to the striker. And yep. I saw them forcing it to him a lot when he was not even open. And yep. all his goals, all his tap you know, he's a tapping merchant. Let's be honest. Just kidding. Get <laughs> to... the fuck out. <laughs> I want here. to see his eyes lit up. Um, but no, all his, all his goals have came from the Man City way, not really forcing it to him. Him running behind defenders, the ball movement, the passing, the quick touches, the Man City football. I saw a lot. Of times yesterday where he wasn't really the one to pass to yet they were still passing it to him yeah and I'm and you know that's different from Man City it's not something I'm used to seeing them seeing seeing them do force it to a striker which is what they were doing yesterday and you know their attack just didn't look fluid to me at all Um, it didn't what what do you think about that you think that's something you noticed as well or is that just me no you're, you're you're not wrong um what I I see it more of just trying
1: to get it in there. And I, I, yes, you could be trying to say it's forcing it, but I just feel like based on the way we were attacking, what else was there really available? The the, the plays and and the run-ins, I mean, Phil, Kevin should have been more central up front. Bernardo should have been more left up front. Jao should have been at left back, um, and that's where I feel like we really could have capitalized. That's actually why, exactly why the reason I don't think Jack would have fit perfectly, because all those left spots are taken, um, and obviously that's where he's playing mainly for us now. Uh, I, I'm really I'm, – I'm not, I'm not bothered that we lost. The only way I really would have been bothered is a 4-0 slapping to the face. I'm, it happens. Especially to a top team like Liverpool, but I just can't help but think to myself, we we could have definitely gotten more out of that, and it's it's a good first slapping in the face. I'd rather it be now, um, and it it, it happens. It, it it's always like this first couple months for us. Honestly, that's why I expect a Tottenham loss. That team has our number. I think it's about matchups. I think it's about matchups. Do you just, yeah. do you subscribe to that thought process? By the way, I think that's well, a good like. If like, so for example, right? If if A beats B and and uh, B beats C, is C better than A? Like,
0: no, no you can't do that math. Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, you know, uh, we beat Aston Villa, um, but you guys drew to Aston. You know, I hate that kind of thing. It never yeah. works like that. Matchups make fights. You know. Yeah, styles make fights, styles make matchups, whatever the saying is. Um, but yeah, so I, that's what I thought. I thought they were kind of forcing it to howling a little bit. He had some chances, but nothing like clear, clear cut. Um, the goal yeah. for me, I thought it was a foul. I mean, when, when it was real time, um, do I like that call? I hate that call. I hate when they go back to like something that happened 10 minutes ago. Not 10 minutes ago, but like 30 seconds ago. And change the call, but that's just how they do it in the Premier League now. Unfortunately, and and, and is that the
1: var purpose? Uh, no, is, it's, not, is, it's not.
0: It's not. It's not the. It's not the purpose to referee games it's to get the goals right and stuff like that. But there you go. They said they would have called it a foul on the keeper, which I don't. Yeah. That's not a foul on the keeper to me. Also, the ball was loose because because where's he supposed to land? I don't get it. And he hit the ball. I mean, yeah. he hit Never. the ball. If yeah. you kick him in the face accidentally. Yeah. Then if, even if it was an accident, it's still a foul on the keeper. But he got the ball. He didn't. He didn't hit Hallison at all. And yeah, Excellent. and great finish from Salah. I don't know what the fuck Cancelo was doing. If you're gonna gamble like that, you better fucking get the ball. Yeah. Because one on one with the goalie, you're gonna take Salah every time, every time. And yeah, I thought Liverpool were good. Klopp puts Milner at right back. Interesting, but you can say it worked out. Joe Gomez was good. Van Dyke looked like the old Van Dyke again. He was everywhere, diving for balls. uh, No homo. But, uh, yeah, he was diving out there, really gave his all, and he really wanted to keep that undefeated record at Anfield. That's what I felt. Yeah. Um, Because he was good. He was good yesterday. Um, It was a good game. It always is a good game between Liverpool and Man City. However, styles make fights, and it looks like Liverpool may have the upper hand. And that has to concern you a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. 3-3 yeah. I mean... Shield three one. This game, one nothing. Two draws last year. Did you play him in any cup competitions last year? I think you did, right? Mm-hmm. And they beat awesome. you. Yeah. yeah. So I mean yeah. hmm. dodgy dodgy results against Liverpool. So yeah, it's you know it's getting to the point where hey, Tottenham have our number. Hey, Liverpool have our number. So you don't want another team to have your number. You know, you want to keep, especially in the big six. Seems that you have United's number. I mean, you smashed them last couple times. Remember a couple games last year, you guys were just toying with them. It was like a training match. It was 2-0, but it could have been. It felt like you guys were in second gear the whole match. So, you know, it's just something to think about. I still favor Man City to win the league, but we have to be real. Liverpool has the upper hand right now. Until you guys play Tottenham again, and it kind of sucks that that was was, uh, postponed, that matchup, because Mm -hmm. you want to see how it's going to work with Holland in there. Is he going to be the game changer for that matchup? And also, we we have that
1: matchup before this Liverpool game, because before this Liverpool game, where were we really tested? I mean, we haven't really played a big game at all. We really would have as much as I Not a big game. No, God, no. We put up fucking two field goals on them. It doesn't fucking mean anything to them. So if we play someone else big before this Liverpool game, man, I just feel like we would have had something a little bit more from that other previous matchup against the Spurs to kind of show, hey, here we are. I mean, also, side note, when we get to the Spurs, did you know this is their best start to a Premier League ever? And they're, history. Yep, and they're still behind Arsenal. Holy <laughs> shit! Look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I think the tactics were were a problem. Um, they definitely do have our number, but until they adapt an American playoff system and we have to play them in a best of seven, I don't give a Hulu fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's cool Yeah, I'll see them
0: at the Etihad, and both of us will be different teams then. Until then. Unless you get them in the Champions League semis or you know FA Cup quarterfinals, then then you worry about that kind of thing. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. It well, is, what it is. A good right game there. though, very good game. Not for yeah. you, but it was a good game for Arsenal. And we'll pivot to the Arsenal Leeds game, which I told you was going to be a tough game. You were sarcastically rolling your eyes and shaking your head, and uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny, Brian. That's going to be a tough game, my ass. But it should, but should it be? Yeah. With the circumstances, it should have been. Styles make fights. Circumstances make matches. The circumstances coming into this one. Two of the toughest Premier League games back-to-back. Tottenham, rival match. Liverpool. Liverpool has been our boogeyman. We have not beaten Liverpool. Two huge Premier League matchups. You know how it is in intense matchups like that. When you finish a game like that, it feels like you ran a marathon and a half. Sure. Okay. Thursday trip to Norway where it was fucking freezing cold and they did not play good there. Then two days later, you have to go travel to Leeds, which is a tough place to play. And I didn't even know that there was going to be a power failure for the first fucking 40 (laughs) minutes. Shame on you, uh, Premier League. (laughs) I mean, that's just embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. I mean, what were they we doing before that? The game is played yeah. at, at two, 3 o'clock, 2, 3 o'clock. You didn't know there was a power failure three hours ago? Fucking that was stupid. embarrassing. Stupid. So with all the circumstances, yes, it should have been a tough match, especially with the way leads play. They press you for 90 minutes, and it's a well-organized press. They don't have the finishing on the team, but to have guys running at you like they did the whole game, I give credit to them. That was the toughest team we played all year. Toughest matchup Fuck all year, even tougher than Liverpool. Hundred percent. What was a tougher matchup? Definitely, at least Liverpool. Okay, 100%, maybe second toughest. How about the one you lost? <laughs> we played good that matchup. We played like ashes, right? And it was due to Leeds pressing us. You play like we ass, played which I don't disagree with but you had we a better XP. a good game against United. I sent you the ramblings of the crazy the crazy <laughs> man. He even said it. You heard him? He said it. He said it was a fluke. Did you hear? Are we? Bro, he said it was a fluke. We we outplayed them and I understand you scored a win and they scored three goals we scored one. I take the loss like a man. But this was the toughest game of the year for us. Just 90 minutes. I'm not saying Leeds is the toughest opponent of the year. Obviously, we'll have toughest, tougher opponents. But with those circumstances, this was the toughest game of the year for us. Where do you we have Leeds on it on the table? Well, probably bottom half. But the, it, I'm, I look at this. I
1: analyze things from match to match. Which I understand, but you make them sound like they're going to be in Europa next year. I did not
0: that. You could play a tough game. Some te- look at. This is a this Leeds is coming off five games in a row. They're playing the the, the champions, not the champions but the league leaders right now. They're coming to their ground and, and they're, they're in to get form. up for the game. They're in good form and the crowd is going to get up for the game. The crowd was pushing them the whole game. They they and and their press is well organized and we nobody had the legs for us. We have to we have to get depth. None of the guys had legs. Odegaard was good for 45 minutes had no legs in the second half. Jesus was not fucking fit. He was terrible. Saka was the only one that was really, really on it, and Martinelli. But even their legs went out. So we're coming in there on a roll of tough, tough fixtures. And, yeah, we can argue that Liverpool, go ahead. I'll concede that. That was probably the tougher game. I'm just making the point that this was a really fucking hard game. And we probably didn't deserve the three points. Both teams used all four subs. Yeah. yeah. And, and that four, the, the five subs helped leads as well. Because they kept yeah. throwing bodies on, bodies, bodies, bodies. They took Rodrigo off at, at halftime, put on Bamford. Bamford came out with energy in the second half, scored a goal that was disallowed. I'm not so sure it should have been. So we were lucky to get out of there with three points. And guess what? If you're going to win, it's make a up pain. four, you're going to have results like this. Yeah. So we did what the good teams do. We played a game we should have lost, yet we still... Got out of there with three points. Saka with an amazing finish. Yeah, God. Amazing finish. He's oh won three God. games for us in the past week. Saw it three
1: he- times over today just to yeah. make sure I got it right. The way he hit that fucking ball. His that keeper shit. That,
0: that keeper shit. Yeah, the keeper should have been better. But he, he powered it right by him. I mean, should have made the save, but it was a hell of a finish either way. And he won all three games for us this week. Two goals against Liverpool. Got the game-winning penalty against Liverpool. One nothing midweek against Bodo in Norway. Got the goal there. One nothing win. One nothing win in Leeds. So the guys won three games for us this week. So much for having a down year for Bukayo Saka. Four <laughs> goals, three assists in the first ten matchups. I'll take that any day of the week from a winger. Yeah, he's on pace now for what?
1: Over fifteen goals.
0: Yeah. 15 assists, something like that. So yeah. I'll take that any day of the week from a winger. He's a star. He was at the Ballon d'Or ceremony today for that. The, what's the young player award that they give? I can't remember the name of it. I forget of it. Uh, what? Bad he won it, didn't he? It's like yeah.
1: the Kirby or something.
0: Yep, yep, the Kirby. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, listen, props to Leeds. I knew this was going to be tough because Leeds, Leeds at home, I mean, ask Chelsea how that went, 3-0. Leeds at home are a tough, tough game. And it was definitely one of our toughest matches of the year so far. And I think at the end of the season, we're going to still look back and say, man, that leads away in uh, October. That was a hard match. That was one of our hardest matches. Because they were up for it, and I expected them to be. I expected them to be, but we edged out the win. Ramsdale, awesome. Um, He was awesome. Man of the match for me, for sure. Saka, man of the match also. Uh, Gabriel. What did you think of that 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 scuffle in the ninetieth uh, minute? The with dumb shit. Bamford? Yeah,
1: ba- Bamford's an ass. It's stupid yeah. as fuck that he even tried to do it. And
0: Listen. go ahead. I just,
1: I just think it's dumb as fuck that again that we're even the red card to be called. That's the other thing I find it funny that the that the that the ref went to the side ref to confer with him and then confirmed the both of them were moronic together. And they're both going to be idiots and decide to go ahead and give them a red and a pen. Just the dumbest shit ever. And, I mean, again, VAR, what are we doing? And Bamford, like, he flopped that, is to. The, the, that is exactly why dumb, ignorant Americans will turn on a football match and see shit yeah. like that. And be like, see, guys, this is why I don't watch this crap. And it's like, first off, that guy is that's that is a rare idiot move. And while you get diving in all sports. That the, that type of shit is really why it's like, dude, you make it hard for Americans to get into it when you do dumb shit like that on national television.
0: Yeah, I thought it was ridiculous that the linesman gave the red card. He was like, hey, he, he deserves a red card. And then the ref immediately pulls it out like, okay, like that's just what we're doing now. Uh, wow. Gabriel has to be careful. The guy's too fucking emotional. Um, on a different day, that could have been a red card. I don't think it was. It was a uh, Bamford barged him in the back in the box. And no, it wasn't Gabriel left his feet up a little bit too Excuse long. Me. But it was a c- clear fucking flop. There was nothing yeah. – There was nothing that happened. I mean, he left his feet up too long. Okay. He could have cleated him, but it didn't happen. I mean, we're not going to give red cards based on what could have happened. It was a fucking flop from Bamford. Disgraceful. And I'm glad he missed the penalty. Fuck you, Patrick Bamford. You're a clown. Absolute clown. (laughs) And you'll never make the England squad again. I called Southgate personally to tell him you're a piece of garbage.
1: (laughs) If you called Southgate personally, you'd have
0: some other words. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would, be, hour it would be, be, play band it. be like O'Leary's podcast. It would be 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes of rambling. <laughs> Listen, buddy, 3, four, 5, 2.
1: Can't do it anymore, man. By the
0: way, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> yeah so it was a great it was a good matchup man and that, that second half they dominated us dominated us with that press we had no fucking legs and we couldn't deal with it at all so we move three points it's lonely at the top my friend four oh. points clear i feel the feel the air from those extra points we have it feels beautiful it's flowing through my short hair it feels great but uh yeah so That's... i mean, you realize we have midweek fixtures, right? Man City and Arsenal don't, but Premier League does. Oh, do we? Yeah, you didn't, we were supposed to play you this week, um, but we have to play our Euro- European game because uh, because Liz died, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, that's right. Uh, so let's let's roll through these other fixtures quickly. Nothing um. really important happened uh, that we need to really break down too much, and then we'll discuss the uh, midweek fixtures.
1: So there's, I, some I will...
0: ones. there's some tasty ones.
1: I'll I'll start getting this down, and I want to go ahead and get this out here now because I want you to start thinking about it because that's the first bit of I'm at the top of the table. Look at me now, kind of shit. I need, I need I'm just messing around a match day that is you mentally can tell yourself on this match day. If we are at the top of the league, I can now start talking shit about we're going to win this because we'll do that that it's
0: it's gonna get to it's a point be, where, it's gonna be after the world cup though
1: oh fuck yeah it's gonna be because you're moronic if you do it before <laughs> it's yeah no anyone who even thinks they can pick the fucking prem winner before like realistically anyone can say oh city are still gonna yeah okay sure and that's when four to five injuries later everyone wants to keep talking that shit about that but i mean yeah i just bar an injury i still feel like arsenal are. are we're no longer talking about, no, we just want top four, we top four. No, this is it. Go for it. Yeah. Why not?
0: Well, at this point, I'm saying it's 10 games in. Close to a third of the season. Pretty much like a quarter of the season. Past a quarter. 28%, let's say. 28% of the season's gone. We're four points clear. We can start considering it, but there's a long way to go. And from what I saw yesterday... I told you this. The depth is going to be a problem, so sure. uh, we need to we need to rest people Thursday, and because Southampton away will be another. I'm not saying it's going to be a. It'll be another challenge because they'll be up for it. They just they just drew against Wolves, so uh, and not Wolves. They just drew against West Ham at home, so it was a tough yeah. game for West Ham, and you know West Ham's pretty talented. So um, yeah, we need to we need to get ready for Southampton. So. Yeah, the depth will be a problem. We need to really invest in January. If we're still near the top, first or second in January and we get some reinforcements, then I definitely think it's it's an it's an it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Um but yeah, let's go through these games. First off, give us the what what uh what predictions we had for Arsenal, Leeds, and Man City, Liverpool, and how we did points wise.
1: All right, so for Arsenal leads. You predicted a two-one Arsenal win. You got one point on that. I predicted a four-two Arsenal win. You went high. Yeah, I went high for a lot of these scores, so I'm looking like a definite nematode. Um, you had three-two, pool. I had four-six-four. Four, or I'm sorry, you had three-two City. I had six-four oh. City. Um, obviously, fuck Liverpool. We did, did we have it. any goal scores? You had I had Salah. Yeah. And- oh wow, you got Salah.
0: I forgot you picked yeah. him.
1: And then I did pick the Bruyne. nothing. And then you did pick Nunez, nothing.
0: Oh god. Um, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna banter myself for that. Fucking Darwin noodles. I'll never pick him again.
1: That's it. Well- can we just quickly ad- address his IQ awareness and I mean that guy's a fucking moron. Yeah. He pissed me off for the simple fact that once I knew that the game was just feeling chemistry-wise where we weren't vibing, I started to care about at least, I mean, give me one more goal so that you can fucking go up 2-0 on us and fucking that would give me the over for the winner 1.0 point over 1.5 goals. And I'm I hold true to the fact that Going into that game, man. If that guy had any common sense to look the fuck up, they would have blasted another one past Ederson. Like he's a fucking moron. Did you see that play? Yeah. Just clear cut. Look the
0: so fuck up. The was open, what? right? Wide the fuck open yeah, in the yeah. middle. All he had to do was just dime it down. He wanted to get my prop bet. I mean, good for him. He's a he's a nice guy. He's an idiot. <laughs> No, yeah, that was bad. I remember seeing that and going, God damn it. I can't believe I picked this idiot. I'm the mother <laughs> of the week. I'm the mud of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh so, all right, let's roll through the rest. Like I said, let's just breeze through these. Um yeah. All right, we already talked about Brentford Brighton because that happened Friday and we did a podcast Friday. Fulham mm-hmm. two, Bournemouth two is actually a pretty good game. What was our predictions for that? So it was a two-two draw. I predicted a draw, so I got one point out of that. And then you predicted two one Fulham.
1: Damn it. All right. Fulham hold good, you.
0: good. All right. Yeah, this is a big one. The Wolves have finally scored a goal. And it came from a penalty from Ruben Neves. And uh, they are finally on the board and they get it they get the three points at home at the Molyneux against Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest actually missed a penalty. Um, and there was some good social media banter between these two. Did you see that? I did. Hilarious. Yeah, that no, was great. So basically, what happened? Nottingham Forest posted a picture of one of their players playing with a bunch of wolves, like on the floor, and he, they put like playtime. And then when the Wolves won, <laughs> they put a picture of um, a tree chopped down and yeah. said playtime's over. That was beautiful. <laughs> That was beautiful, and uh, that should be worth uh, a goal at least because you know they can't score. <laughs> they should at least get their fifth goal there because that was a that was a W from the Wolves. Uh, one nothing. What do we predict?
1: So one nothing Wolves. I predicted a two two draw. You had a one one draw. So damn it. Yeah, fuck that game.
0: Fuck that game for sure. Fuck this game also. Spurs two, Everton zero. Uh, Dive of the week goes to Harry Kane. It was a great dive. Impressive. Uh, Put Patrick Bamford to shame. uh, And you got the penalty, which Patrick Bamford didn't. So, yeah, it was an excellent dive by Harry Kane. 2-0 Spurs. All I really have to say about that. What do you have to say?
1: I think a lot of people would argue otherwise for the Spurs. I just think that they're finding – the only thing that Tottenham can hold true to – it was a dive for one, for sure. Harry Kane, a fucking dive, man! Don't stop playing. Like you're a better goal scorer than that. Like it's so, f- you're you're a cheap bastard. You don't, you don't need to be doing that. I I, I think it's just a whole like behavior. But Spurs, man, they keep they keep finding a way to fucking get results, and I I really yeah. do. It's it's getting past the annoying part and it's more of the fuck this is a reality like this is gonna be all season long isn't it
0: yeah i think so i think it is um they do keep getting results so you know props to them they're in third place they're keeping pace with uh with with the big dog so yeah gotta give them props even though i don't want to two zero what do we predict for this one
1: so 2-0 Spurs. I predicted 3-0 Spurs. So actually, Harry, you deserve the fucking pen because you probably would have nailed it. But fuck. Um, and you predict 3-1 Spurs. So okay, both of us. one
0: point nine. for us. Yep. um, Chelsea 2, Aston Villa 0. I mean, Tyrone <laughs> Mings doing his best impression of Harry Maguire. Did you see <laughs> this game from Tyrone Mings? Did you see the first goal? Disgraceful. I did. Yeah. Oh, my God. And the dude is a bum. I, I yeah. Tyrone Mings has always been overhyped for me. He got dropped last year. He should be dropped after today. He should have been pulled at halftime. I mean, one of the worst games from a center back I've seen since Harry Maguire. Um, really, really terrible. 2-0. Mount gets gifted two goals. Gifted. <laughs> one true. by Mings. One by former gunner, uh, Emmy Garcia Emmy Martinez. Sorry. That was an awful, awful job by him on the free kick. I don't know what he he thought, but he went the total opposite way. It wasn't even like, it wasn't even a great, it was a good free kick, but why he went the opposite way and totally missed that, I'll never know. So, yeah, Chelsea 2, Aston Villa 0. Anything to say besides Mings is a joke?
1: I think Chelsea's kind of getting it right. I don't want to not downplay how bad Mings was. And really cost them the game. But that's the type of stuff. What I'll say is this. I prefer this over Tottenham in style of play. I'm just going to say I prefer how they're winning their win. Getting their dubs. As opposed to what Tottenham are doing. While flawed in itself. And still fraudulent. And still rodent behavior. I can't take away the fact that the rodent behavior came from Mings' shithousery as opposed to fucking uh, uh, Tottenham every game going into it, knowing they're bringing the rodent behavior.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, it was a good win. Good win. Uh, Even though Villa, I mean, honestly, Villa, it was, I I don't want to sound like a hater, but it was kind of a fool's gold win. Villa was all over Chelsea, peppering them with shots. Keppa had the game of his life. He did. He had the game of his life. And also it was gutless finishing from uh, Aston Villa. So I, I don't know. I, I think you can kind of be happy about it, but there there are cracks there that show, hey, maybe Chelsea's not all the way back. I think I think we'll see what they're made of this week, if it's really fool's gold or if it's actually like, hey, Chelsea's getting it together because they have Brentford and then they have Man United. So two hmm. tough games for them this week. Brentford away, Man United home. So we'll see what they're made of. We'll see what they're made of. Um, what was our predictions for that again?
1: So 2-0 Chelsea, you had a 2-1 Chelsea win and I got a
0: bullseye. I predicted 2-0 Chelsea. Boom. Damn it. All right. Uh Man United Newcastle 0-0 draw. Another draw from Newcastle. Honestly, decent result though. Going to Old Trafford getting a draw. Decent, decent result. There was a penalty shout there on Varane. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that. Okay. Yeah, I, it was close. It was one of those fifty-fifties. I think, you know, I think anybody but Man U, they probably get. The, it's probably a penalty for the other team, but since it's Man U, Ferran might have got away with one. Yeah. Might have got away with one. So, um, but yeah. Other than that, I didn't watch too much of this because it was on the same time as El Clasico and the Arsenal game.
1: Mm-hmm. So I was
0: locked into that, and second TV was El Clasico which we did talk about, so we can talk about that after this next one. 1-1 Southampton, West Ham. Uh, David Moyes, come to the carpet. You have some answering to do. My <laughs> friend Orlando is he's, he's not having it. So, what in the fuck?
1: I predicted a 1-0 win for Southampton. You had 3-1 to one West Ham. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you picked Southampton. That's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I I predicted 1-0 Southampton. I'm done with it. And now I'm adding, well, why the fuck did I ever think Wolves? I'm looking at it now, and I actually think it was more strategic on my part because you did pick 1-1 for Wolves. Yeah, it was. You said it was. I remember that. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Fuck David Moyes. He deserves to be fucking fired for doing having all that fucking talent and doing absolutely nothing with it. Fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, 1-1. One, one. And it's concerning because their next game is at Anfield. They just picked up a good win there. Liverpool looks like they've probably got it together. They played well at Arsenal, slapped Rangers, beat Man City at home, and now they have West Ham. So I mean, really, we could be talking about we need to get David Moyes out and somebody new in because the results are not good enough—not good enough at all. They spent a lot of money uh, this transfer window as well, so yeah. it, it could be a shout for the next manager out, David Moyes. It's looking worrying, my friend. But what did we have uh, predictions-wise for Man U, Newcastle, and West Ham, Southampton? You had you said the Southampton one. You had the 1-0 Southampton. Yeah. Uh, so. And then I had, what, 3-1? So none of us get points. Wow. And then um, what do we have for uh, Man U Newcastle?
1: So Man U Newcastle, you had a 0-0 zero, zero draw. Or I'm sorry, the, the results were obviously 0-0 zero, zero draw. You had a 2-2 two, two draw, so you get one point for that. Um, and I had 2-1 Newcastle.
0: Okay. All right. Now let's talk about El Clasico because we did cover that on the last one. Real Madrid takes it to Barcelona. Um, Two things I want to discuss about this one. Three things, actually. Shout out to (laughs) Penzema. Penzema wins the Ballon d'Or today. So big ups to him. Gets a goal Saturday. Uh, And, yeah, it was a comfortable Real Madrid win. It really wasn't close at any point. I think uh, it was 2-0. Barcelona made it 2-1 at one point, and then they kind of shut the door. So, yeah, decent game. they were cursed. Barcelona was cursed when Drake put a couple milli down on them winning, along with Arsenal, which completely yeah. rattled me to my core when I saw <laughs> him put a bet on Arsenal, because he is a fucking jinx. Let's get that straight.
1: He had an Arsenal jersey on today, I too. I know. Like he right? was
0: rocking the Thierry Henry, uh, the gold the uh, the gold, um, O2. That was one of the Champions League kits, I believe. That shit so was hard. That was, that's a classic kit. Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, I am worried about that. If things go south, uh, Drake, you have to be, you have to set to answer some things, my friend. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, what did you did you watch El Clasico and I knew uh, what are your thoughts? Uh,
1: Fraudelona don't have it together, do they?
0: They don't. One of the other things I wanted to talk about, but keep going
1: they don't they don't seem like they're on the final third they're all that clean and fluid against a team now that is just up there i felt like barcelona's been xavi sounded like a defeated man afterwards if you listen to what he said the words he says we're a team and 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 still rebuilding and reworking and it's like wait really rebuilding we, we're still reworking and getting things together xavi but you guys just spent all this money. That's what I'm saying. Levin Dowsey came in for a rebuild? For No way. That can't be the case, Fraud Salona. That can't be the case. I said the big key for me is seeing the starting 11 and Eric Garcia being in or out. And he was in. And <laughs> holy fuck. I think that's going to be my move and my play for betting purposes for the rest of the year. I'm just going to look at Eric the starting 11. If, if Eric Garcia is in it, they're fucking losing or drawing. And depending on the matchup, they're probably going to draw, or I'm sorry, lose. Mm-hmm. They don't look good in the Champions League, nope. a.k.a. Europa League. Nope. I mean, it's 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 bad times for Fraud Salona. Oh, I'm sorry, a reality check for Fraud Salona. If you go back to the three phases, just because you got the levers and you're pulling the shit and now you're spending all the money— But is your front office, is your team, is all of that in in loops? And it just sounds like the the, the soccer gods are now saying you're fucked because you spent all that money that you don't have, and you're setting it all up for these players, and everyone just presumed that it would be success on the pitch because you've done it now.
0: Fucking sucks. Here's my hot take of the week. You ready for it? We need to talk about Javi. Ooh. We need to. Is he the right guy for the job? My prediction, my hot take of the week is October 26th, Barcelona will be playing at home against Bayern Munich. They will be slapped left, right, center, thrown to the floor, and lose that match 3 nothing. And we will have to, have to consider replacing Xavi because It ain't good enough, my friend. It ain't good enough. You can't sit here and tell me you're in a rebuild. Don't compare this to Arteta. It's not comparable. They did their rebuild. They sacrificed future wages. Future wages, Barcelona. That's how they got all that money. People are wondering, oh, you know, are they getting money from Walter White and Gustavo Fring in the crystal meth business? What's going on here? Are they money laundering? No, no, no. What they did was they sacrificed future wages to spend now. Yep. I'm pretty sure when they brought Robert Lewandowski in, they didn't say, hey, Robert, how you doing? Sit down. Do you want to be part of a rebuild where it's going to take about three, four years to get us going again? Hell fucking no. They sold him on winning the Champions League this year. Yep. We're bringing in Rafinha. We're bringing in Koundé. We're bringing in all these heavy hitters, and we're going for it this year. And we think we have the, the right man, Javi. But is he the right man? Is he? I don't think so. I don't think so. I like his innovative mind, but hey, let's be real. He probably, Javi should have went to a club like Tottenham. You don't go to the biggest club in the world, one of the biggest, it's either Real or Barcelona, as your first step. He was in fucking Qatar or some shit coaching. Yeah. Prior to this. Said, I think it was in Said something oh. was the name of the team. Arsenal's a big club. Not as big as Barcelona, but even at a, a step down club like Arsenal. Arteta was under heat for the first three years. This is Barcelona. Hmm? You know, we gave a lot of, what was the name of the previous coach who was fucking terrible at Barcelona and got fired? Coleman. Yeah. Guess what? The results are the same if not worse look I at the it. results i have it for you right here go ahead in in 50 in 50
1: matches at the 50 at the 50 match mark coleman had chavi yeah, has a 56 percent win percentage mm-hmm. coleman has a 66 win percentage look at that 10 percent less yeah 10 percent less i also want to make sure that uh uh the language, the translation doesn't get messed up. I have an exact quote that was here so that it's more understood. This is Xavi on the the Barcelona situation. We have to change our mentality if we want to win titles. I don't target the players, but I'm the most responsible right now. We're starting a project where a team under construction. What he said... That is exactly what it translates to. So when I say the words rebuilding, I just want to make sure you know why I say rebuilding based on mm-hmm. what his comments were. Which if, if you, as a listener, you tell me what you think, if it's okay for me to use rebuilding a, as... as yeah, under
0: construction,
1: rebuilding, yeah. synonyms. Sure, exactly. So I... you may, you, It's a hot take, so I get it. But we also got to understand the facts here and the connections here. And what's going on? And what I don't like to do is to call something a tiger on for six days, and on the seventh day, now it's a turtle. We we got to know what they are and what they've done. And part of the reason that they are horrible right now is because of this very thing. I don't know if I've ever said this on this pod. I, I think I might have said it on another one. It's 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 the simple facts that Barcelona cannot pull away. From the people that were great for them. At one point in time. But now are shit to them. And you've got to be able to say no. And let go. From these situations. Gerard Pique. I'm looking at you. Sergio Pisquetz, I'm looking at you. It happened with Andre Iniesta, And he cut ties. And he went to Chinese League. Because he wanted to get the money. And he was smart enough to know. I need to get out of here. Because they'll say yes to me for everything. And mm-hmm. bringing Xavi back. Doing all of this because they felt it was right. It was also approved by Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola is also pe- one of the members of the board. So, this is kind of important to my club as much as I talk shit about fraud Salona. But if Pep's happy, I'm happy. He stays at City. He hasn't signed a contract extension. No more on, no more on. He will never go back to work for Barcelona. He will never be a manager. But I do see him eventually going back and going front office and being a director, kind of like what Tiki's doing if I'm wholeheartedly honest. I can see that happening right after he's done coaching national. That That's that's going to be probably a hot take I try to have if whenever it happens with Pep and he doesn't sign. He's going to national, international. He's going to go coach a country. And then after that, he's going to go front office to Barcelona. But it's a super hot take, my man, and I don't disagree with you, but it's not going to happen because of the connections. The front office, the front board, the board of Barcelona are not going to – he would have to lose, and I'm not bullshitting you, the next five games straight and get slapped into all of them before they even consider it. His job is very, very safe, dude. It's not yeah. going to be based on results. They really are going to be backing him.
0: But saying it's a rebuild is disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Look 100%. at the rebuild Arteta went through. They had to clear out players and players and players. Yeah. And then they had to slowly get players. Gabriel in, and- yeah promised part they this was over multiple transfer windows fuck i wish we could have brought in Lewandowski, rafinha fucking kunde uh yeah. who else did they bring in this this offseason uh what was the other center back they, they got yeah he's hurt right now uh christensen
1: christensen I mean, yeah on freeze that's on, on not freeze. a rebuild that's a, no, 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 hey no. we're
0: going for it now no no no
1: you're right you're right the messaging that's not what you've been telling the players when you've been recruiting them Nope. that's absolutely facts, right? But technically all they have to do is finish top 4 and they have secured it for next year. That's that's that uh, whatever. Come on. We're, we'll, Come we're on. playing They're finishing Le-
0: top 4. It's La Liga. Yes. I know. They can, Linguistics. They can, I get sure it. They can fucking they, I mean they they did finish 5th uh, a year or two ago, but that was that was different. But either way. Yeah. No, but no, no, cool. just I mean, hey, we got to be fair. It's not good enough. It's not good enough for Barcelona. I mean, these aren't good results and They'll be in Europa League soon. They will. No, I completely agree with them. But I'm so happy that you're doing something right now
1: and you're pointing something out that's just so crazy to me. The way how you've said, as someone who's at top of the league right now, the best team in the Premier League, no question. And you're pointing out the difficulty in growth that it took for you while still managing success. And I find it so funny that like, you're pointing out something that it's like so you mean you can't just do it in a year or two you have to build to it like kind of like how pep didn't win it in his first year and like yeah we got a, a a cup but that doesn't really mean shit for us and then the next year we started to get the winning and we didn't get all of those transfers in one year it's amazing how you can point out even as a successful club, you can point out the other shit clubs that are doing it in such a negative way to where it's like that's the fuck up in football. That right there, allowing that fuckery allowed and comparing it to Arsenal. Watch watch how many people talk. Should this continue and Arsenal win? Watch how many people talk about, well, yeah, I mean, they're spending money. Arsenal, of course they're back. Look at the money that they spent. Sanchenko. It's already been said. It's, already been said. it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And it's hilarious because no one wants to point at the losers that have been spending the same, if not more. They just want to look at you. And it's so bad, man. You got to give all the credit to Arsenal. And I completely agree with you. Imagine what Miguel could do if in one fucking window they can just go into the mall and spend it and and just pull up. Like, here's my credit card. I'll be
0: back in two hours. Like, what in the world, dude? That's ridiculous. Yeah, but it it, it might have been better to do it over three years. The impatience, though, comes from holding yeah. on too long to, yeah. to people that, that, that are legends at the club, which is something you just said for Barcelona, which Arsenal did as well, holding on to Arsene Wenger. He should have been let go, or they should have parted ways, or he should have been sacked in about 2011. He stood around till 2017. And that set the club back years. And that's what led to the impatience of the Arteta era. Even though he got us an FA Cup, we were nowhere near top four. And that was (laughs) a problem. That was a problem. So, yeah, definitely a conversation. Um, Good El Clasico, not great. Uh, We will, like I said, from time to time, cover other big games like that. And, uh, yet, we're definitely covering the World Cup. That's not even up for debate. So. 100%. 100% uh, looking forward to that as well. So yeah, let's look. Totally forgot about the midweek fixtures cuz Arsenal wasn't playing. Um but there are Premier League fixtures. Man City won't be playing, Arsenal won't. That game was postponed. So first, let's cover Arsenal at home versus PSV, which PSV is a pretty good club. They're from the um yeah. they're from the, the Dutch League. League. Yeah, they have that Cody Gakpo kid that everybody in the Premier League's looking at, including Arsenal. He's going to score. Yeah, he's definitely going to score. And yeah, I, I, it's going to be a tough match. We need to rotate. We need to rotate. We need to stay atop the Premier League. We need to bank these games in the Premier League now because it's only going to get tougher after the World Cup. Hopefully we'll have more reinforcements, but you're playing Southampton. That's a must win in the Premier League. You can't cough up these these games like this. Even though it's away and it's tough, I expect rotation. I expect and Ketia needs to play good. Uh Vieira needs to play good. I need something out of either Reese Nelson or Marquinhos, whoever plays on the wing. Uh, Saka, he needs a breather. Martinelli needs a breather. So it's going to be interesting to see how they set up. Um, Yeah, very, very interesting to see how they set up. I expect rotation, and I'm hoping we pull off a 2-1 win, something like that. But it's going to be tough. PSV is no slouch. Definitely a tough team. And in Europa, you want to stay atop the group. So it's actually a very big game. So I'm yeah. very curious to see how Arteta is going to approach it. Very curious. And I'm hoping we pull off a 2-1 win. But, you know, the fact that it's at home, I think we will be able to. Um, I think we'll be able to, but it'll be a tough game for sure. For sure. Uh, I need Enketia to step up. If he is good enough to be our backup striker, this is a game where he has to. he has to win for us. And, you know, I'm still not sold on him. I'm really not. But this is a game where he can prove me wrong. Uh,
1: I'm very much looking forward to the now, just now. um, This is where I start to care about the Europa games. Because, and theoretically, this is where I start to care about the Champions League games too. I think all of group play is really fun. But the back end of the initial group play games are so critical based on especially for the Premier League teams, is because how they approach this game midweek tells you everything about two things. Current standing in the Prem, what's the mindset and the mentality, and also what's the mindset of what the fuck they're playing in. If it's a Carabao Cup, if it's a fucking FA Cup, or if it's the Europa. And how the lineup to this will dictate to me how serious they, they are about finishing top of the group. Because... And I think that's important. I think there's got to be a genuine conversation to be had about it. And it's not about just confidence in the younger players and just saying, well, they, yeah, they got to get their minutes. Because I mean, some of us should be looking at this. I mean, I know Pep's not the only one who's looking at the world cup as a break. And that's why Holland's been playing all those minutes. Yes. It's because he's scoring like a monster, but it's also because he's not going to be playing in a month so he can rest then until then. Obviously, we're not going to risk injury, but we're going to play him a lot more than not. Mm-hmm. Has Jesus or has Edeta done the same thing? These types of games are going to kind of tell you when you see that starting 11. All right, are we going for it? What's the deal?
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, definitely, definitely. I think, like I said, Ketia, I just don't know. Martinelli and Saka with that game at Leeds where they were pressed all day, They're gonna they're going to be tired. So I'm wondering... How he's going to approach this is he going to play one of them is he going to play one of them midweek he probably is going to have to the smith row injury uh-huh. is big because if you have smith row you could just play smith row on the left but you can't really play reese nelson and marquinhos they're not that great wingers and psv is good so i wouldn't expect them to do anything so do you sit one of saka and martinelli for the premier league game and play them thursday and have them come off for 30 minutes on the bench that Smith rowe injury is big in this instance here. Or maybe, or maybe you throw Eddie on at striker for Thursday and Sunday. He hasn't played a lot of minutes, and throw Jesus on the left for Sunday. Something like that. You know, play it a little little different. Could could be how it is. That way you can play Martinelli Thursday. Give him a 60-minute break. Have him come off the bench and do you know, Sunday start and Ketty at striker. Hopefully he has a good game Thursday and he can bring that into the Southampton game. Start him at striker, put Jesus on the left. Could be. I mean, he's going to have to do stuff like that when we don't have the depth until January, because you look at the schedule, there's so many games coming up. There's a Carabao Mm -hmm. cup game coming up in uh, two weeks and we play Brighton. We didn't get an easy draw there. You know, Brighton's going to play strong. So that'll be a tough game. honestly, you have to punt one of the competitions. We're not Man City where we have full rotation. Yeah. You have to say, we don't care about this one. Well, we're doing it. Going for too, Europa. You're going for Europa. Yeah. You're first in the Premier League. You're going for Premier League, top four, and you're going for FA Cup. That's Arsenal's competition. Now You have to you have to go for FA Cup. Caribou Cup, I'm saying fuck that. I don't give two shits about it. I don't yeah. we lose don't to Brighton in the it. first round. Good. Less fixtures for us. No. <laughs> That's how I see it now. You have to punt one of them. You can't go for all four. We're not winning a fucking quadruple. So you have to say sure. bye-bye to one of them. Yeah.
1: And City don't have the squad depth where this is our lowest yeah. team where we're we're 4 or yeah. 5 players short of the squad depth maximum. That's so what we... I was
0: looking at too. I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah. yeah. please go ahead.
1: We don't we don't have that. So no. I'm anticipating that that was done intentionally if I'm completely honest with you done intentionally in the sense that we're going to be hella active in the January window. And so um, that's just my thoughts. I've been thinking about this a little bit late, a, bit, a little bit earlier, um, but I'm really looking forward to it, man. I'm really looking forward to these games. It's going to be a first big European test for, for Miguel and them boys. And PSV is no slouch. PSV is yeah. no slouch. I that Capco is one of the better players in in. I think his goal contribution is like ahead of Hobbins. Oh yeah, if I'm not it is.
0: It's high. I think he's got like nine goals. It's so, wild. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah, that FIFA card is nice too.
1: Yeah, hello. I got
0: it. Uh, the SBC one.
1: Yeah, it is a good card.
0: That was a nice card, but uh, yeah. So I'm going for a two one win. I'm expecting us to win because it's at home, and if we do win, that is huge because that puts us at 12 points in the group. And you got to figure you'll play PSV again. If you lose to them, that's fine. You take the loss, um, and then you the last two the last game would be two games. Yeah, the last game you just try to get the three points against Zurich, who haven't won at all in Europa. So you figure you'll get that. Um, so yeah, I think you know this 3 points basically guarantees we get the the top spot of the group which is key because the second spot will play a champions league team and you don't want to do that in the first round you do not want to do that in the first round you want yeah. the easiest road possible so you'll take a europa draw not a champions league draw so yeah for See, sure it's
1: wild that i hear this i've never i've never understood or am I'm, I'm happy i'm listening to this cuz it's like I've never really understood this whole Europa shit. When you told me that in a text, you were like, what do you mean? They dropped down yeah. of Europa, we have to mm-hmm. play them. I was like, this year? Like, that is wild to me. That's so crazy.
0: Remember a couple of years ago when uh, Man United played Villarreal and lost in the champion, uh, Europa League on penalties? It was like two years yeah. ago. That was because they dropped out of the Champions League. They were in the group with PS- PSG and I think Leipzig maybe? Yeah, I think it was Leipzig.
1: And they didn't um, make it past the group yeah, they stage. They didn't
0: make it past the group stage. And they went to Europa, and they end up in the Europa final. Um, yeah, that's how it works. So I had no idea. Holy shit. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that, that's you want to get on top of that group. So And, yeah, it, you know, it's interesting you said uh, that about Man City. They don't really have the depth. And I think a lot of people that are talking about Man City winning the league, they're not really saying that because, listen, they still have good depth. I'm looking at the bench but it's not like it wasn't in, in other years, you know. You're mm-hmm. looking at Mares and Grealish who are good, but let's let's be honest. Grealish he's kind of been disappointing at City. Mares getting older, right? Mm-hmm. Still a great mm-hmm. player. I love Riyad Mahrez, one of my favorite players in the Premier League. But yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same depth that we're used to. It's a little bit different. I mean and and Alvarez is known not Alvarez Pep is known for like not making too many subs it's probably a criticism of him he does it in sure. big games a lot where he just makes one sub where instead of actually using his depth but yeah I think it's I think it's a point a lot of people are not talking about it's a it's a big difference from the depth they've had in years where pretty much they've had two starting elevens the past couple of years this year you still have a deep bench you probably go about four four deep which should be enough but yeah it's a lot it's a little bit different.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think no one really understands that we just kind of oh, we signed Holland. Oh, we signed Alvarez. Like Calvin Phillips ain't there. Like but even if he is, again, we don't the roster's not even full complete. It might be a wages thing. It might it might I I I was looking at a message board that would have had a uh, a bunch of city fans and they were saying as much as I'd like to think that the it's about going open in the transfer window or January window, it's it's also probably about the fact that the wages are so high now that we've signed some of these marquee players that we're we're just not going to risk any sort of look and investigation that we're just willing to go ahead and say, fuck it, we'll take less players because yeah. of how high the wages are.
0: I forgot that Walker was injured and Phillips was injured. So yeah, you guys are still deep, but it just depends on them being healthy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Walker's yeah. making progression. He actually thinks he's going to try to be available for the World Cup. Personally, I say get the fuck out of here. And Calvin yeah. Phillips, I just think that shoulder, I'm hoping it's not a continual thing with him. I need him to just stay the fuck away and be away for a long time. Just get it right.
0: Yeah, he was hurt last year a lot with Leeds too. I remember he um, didn't play too much with Leeds. He had a bunch of injuries. So hopefully that's not a lingering thing for yeah. with him. Um, but yeah, let's move on to these midweek fixtures. Uh, we'll do some predictions, and we will get started. There's some decent ones this week. Let me pull them up. And also, I'm keeping an eye on uh, the Yankees' page because they're talking about possibly postponing this game tonight. Just a uh, note. You're all Yankeed out today, so fuck? I'd be pissed. I'd be fucking pissed. So, yeah, we'll end the podcast with the Yankees' talk because I know this is a Premier League podcast, base- basically. Uh, let me pull up these fucking fixtures.
1: Fucking... Garrett Cole told Boone he can go
0: again tonight. (laughs) Yep.
1: Crazy, man. For
0: an emergency. but we don't know what Boone considers an emergency. He can't can't spell emergency. Don't
1: even get me fucking started on that shit.
0: Um, Brighton. So the fixtures start tomorrow. First one at 2.30 tomorrow. Brighton at home against Nottingham Forest. Um, uh, Nottingham Forest, man. Jesus Christ. All that money they spent, 16 new players. And that's yeah. a point to like, hey, bringing in just a bunch of new players while it's different from the quality that Barcelona has. But it doesn't always work out, right? 16 new players and they have one win, looking terrible, terrible. Just lost to Wolves who couldn't fucking, who haven't scored, who've only scored three goals all year coming into that game. And they lost that one. So. Yeah, and Brighton, you would expect a well-put-together team like Brighton to just roll over not Nottingham Forest. I'm going 2-0, Brighton. I like it.
1: I like it. Tough to kind of bet on Forest or even get a draw out of this. Um, this week's going to be killer. Uh, I'll, I'm looking at the fixers now, and eh, to some of the games. Um, whew, two games in particular I'm kind of amped about yeah so this one this one doesn't uh, I, I'll watch the highlights I'm not going to watch this shit Brighton I still think are still trying to figure themselves out uh, I'm not fully bought in on what they're doing but I do think they're a lot better from a from a perspective of they're better than Forrest so you got two nil I'm going to go I'm going to go one nil Brighton
0: all right one nil Brighton next game Crystal Palace at home at Selhurst against wolves who finally scored this week can they keep that good momentum going or will crystal palace keep a clean sheet i don't know i'll let you pick first on this one go ahead
1: crystal palace two
0: nothing uh wolves can't score for shit and they ain't doing shit against crystal palace all right simple right to the point very direct uh yeah i I thought palace would be scoring a lot of goals this week uh right they played who'd they play uh, they
1: just got done playing Leicester.
0: Leicester, yeah. Oh, yeah. That We didn't even talk about that game. No, we didn't. 0-0. We, we missed that game. What was yeah. our predictions for that? Uh, so you had 3-2 yeah.
1: Crystal Palace? I I had, four.
0: Yeah, I know. I had 2-1 Crystal Palace. So look at that shit. Yeah, that, that was a game I remember saying like Leicester's defense is awful. Their goalie is one of the worst in the league. <laughs> Palace, Palace will definitely put up three at least minimum and it was yeah. a fucking 0-0 zero, zero draw. Done. Unbelievable. But yeah, I I expect them to score this week. They're not going to go two games in a row without scoring. And they'll probably get two goals. And that should be enough for the Wolves because they still can't fucking score. Uh, They scored a penalty this weekend. Nothing. So they still haven't. They've only scored what? Do they have another penalty? So they've probably only scored three goals in ten games from from, um, open play. So, yeah. That hasn't proved anything. I'm going to stick with Palace. What would you predict? I went two nil. I'm gonna say it's a three nil, Palace. And by the way, one of my one of my picks for um, one of my picks for the week. Do you get first pick this week for the goal goal prop bet? Uh, I don't know, but go ahead. You got one already picked. I'm picking Trossard. Right. Ooh. Okay. Sexy. I'm going Trossard. I think he'll score. Nottingham Forest defense is trash. Trossard. Yeah. Good goal scorer. I'm going Josard. Um, all right. Burnmouth versus Southampton. Burnmouth at home. They had a draw this week against Fulham. Entertaining game. Southampton uh, playing Wednesday. This game's at Wednesday at 2.30. They'll be playing us on the weekend. So I'm hoping Burnmouth give them a tough game. And they are a pretty tough, scrappy team, uh, to be honest. So Burnmouth, uh, I'm going to go. Burnmouth or Southampton don't know i don't know yeah this is a tough one for me to pick it is i, I I'm, I'm gonna go 1-1 i think it's gonna be another 1-1 draw for southampton i think they'll get a point out of it i'm going 1-1 i think we're kind of thinking alike i picked i i did have
1: this set up before you went so i would have to change it if you would have got it i went two-two draw i think it's going to be entertaining both are going to be attacking and something tells me midday midweek fixtures we're just going to get I wanted goals last weekend. I didn't get them in the majority of games. Let's get some goals midweek, especially with some of these upcoming matchups. Yeah, I got 2-2 two, two, draw. 2-2 two,
0: two, draw. All right. Brentford at home against Chelsea. Interesting game. Uh, Brentford's pretty tough at home. Chelsea's on a roll. I'm not sure. Brentford is just always so consistent, but they're usually good at home. It's a it's a West London derby. Brentford is a West London team. Chelsea's a West London team. So I think Brentford's really going to be up for this. Um, I, th- I think we're going to get another draw here. I'm, I'm going 2-2 Brentford-Chelsea draw. I don't think Brentford will beat them, but like I said, they'll be up for it. Chelsea's playing pretty good right now, so I'm going to say Brentford 2-Chelsea two, 2.
1: Potter and his fucking bag of tricks and wizardry is going to continue. Um, I'm going 3-1 Chelsea, and this is going to have fans completely going crazy at Chelsea. This is it. We're back. Look out for us. Um, He hasn't let us down in Champions League. Uh, Watch the Chelsea come up. We need balance early on in the year. I just firmly believe one team. I'm okay with one team kind of separating themselves. Obviously, it's been Arsenal. City gets slapped by Liverpool. Liverpool gets slapped by you. It's just parody right now. We're just going to have some common ground. This is it
0: for Chelsea. Love it. Love it three one Chelsea. Actually, I don't love it. I hope it's not three one. Yeah, I hope but, it's um, not true. Yeah, don't forget you got to pick some goal scorers. Uh, Liverpool at at Anfield taking on West Ham. Yeah, Your boy, David Moyes is this the funeral of David? I'll let you pick first on this one. You have a special connection with Mister Moyes.
1: Yeah, I'm going three. I'm going three nil because I think wow Ooh. Liverpool. Yeah, I'm going 3-0 Liverpool. I refuse to do anything with West Ham. And I will go ahead and pick first here with this player. Um, I'm going noodles to school. <laughs> You're not going to learn from my sins? No, I think he gets the focal point in this, and he's going to be talking some shit.
0: Yeah, he's going to think he's going to do under, over uh, two crying gestures at the at the fans, the away fans. <laughs> He's never doing that again. You know, he's never doing. He's not that. Someone, someone in that locker room told him, "Don't
1: ever do that shit again."
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm feeling kind of something similar. I was gonna say three-one Liverpool coming into this, and I'm gonna stick with that three-one right. Liverpool. I think they're they're gonna get rolling. You know, I really do. Uh, a win over Man City is something to get get the ball rolling for them. Yep. Um, it looks like they're rolling. Like I said, they played. Good football the last three games, and they're getting the results now. There's nothing that I've seen from West Ham this year to make me think that they're going to go to Anfield and get anything less than an L. So, yeah, yeah 3-1 uh, Liverpool. Next game, Newcastle at home against Everton. Newcastle playing good, man, uh, getting a lot of draws. But, hey, they're picking up points, only one loss on the season. So that's big. That's big when you're just constantly picking up points. And uh, I think they, they won't get a draw here. I think they'll get all three. Uh, fat Frank Lampard may be back on the hot seat pretty soon. Yep. I really do think he will be. He had a decent run. Merseyside Derby gets a draw. You know, some got a, got a win after that. Played some decent ball, but they're back to losing. And they will lose this one. And, um, you know, we have to start taking Newcastle serious as a top six contender. They're creeping up there. Well-run team. Eddie Howe's done a great job. I'm going 2-0 Newcastle. It's a great pick. I wanted to go 2-0. I definitely think Newcastle are winning this game.
1: Uh, Lampard does deserve to get back on the hot seat, and I think this could be the game to do it. I just don't know if Newcastle... I was going back. I thought thought 2-0 was going to be a little too generous because while they're playing better, I still don't know if they can finish, they get a little bit of some wolf syndrome to them.
0: So, I'm going 1-0, even though it's also at home, too. Yeah, you might be spot on at with home. this. Yeah, that, uh, the it's home up. factor plays. That, that crowd is good. They'll be live. Yeah. They'll be able you to know what? push fuck them it, to fuck a goal. I'm changing
1: it. I'm changing it. I'm going
0: 3-0. Three 3-0. Nil. Three nil. Oh. Yeah, I want to see something there at the end to kind of slap it in. Maybe
1: we get some VAR penalty and they gift it to him.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm taking Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson's going to score a oh, goal. Yeah. He's due for one. Probably should have got a penalty this weekend. He's due for a goal. Um, So, yeah, I'll take Callum Wilson as my second goal scorer. Next, Man United at home at Old Trafford against the Tottenham Hotspurs. Juicy. Juicy game, juicy game. Man United need this. Um, They are in fifth place right now, but a draw, Newcastle. And Man United also have Chelsea on the weekend. So... You want to win your home game because they're going to Stanford Bridge this weekend. Oh, um, I think they're going to Stanford Bridge. Let me just verify that make sure I'm not spewing bullshit. Um, yep, Man United go to Stanford Bridge. So you want to win this game. They just drew with Newcastle at home. You don't want to get two points out of out of two uh, home games at Old Trafford. So, yeah, this is a bigger game for for Man United for me. I think they'll be up for it. Tottenham, they gave them a good smacking twice last year. And I think Tottenham's due for a loss. Uh, The penalty merchant, Harry Kane, he's not going to get a penalty at Old Trafford. That's my prediction. And uh, I think Man United will win this. I think, you know, it's going to be interesting because Ten Hag, he wants to counter. Antonio Conte, you know what he wants to do. It ain't no fucking (laughs) secret. So who's going to be the team that puts it on their front foot? I'm guessing it'll be Man United at home. Is that their best way to play? I mean, they've been a little better on the counter. So I'll definitely be interested in that, but I think they'll have enough to do it. It'll be a decent game. Definitely want to see this one Wednesday, uh, and it, it'll it's 2-1 for me. I think Tottenham will get a goal. Uh, Sun will probably score, or something like that, but 2-1 for me. 2-1 two, to... Man United.
1: Uh, so this is awesome, because I think some of these matchups, as we start to go, we're still going to see some difference. You... In your description there, you just talked me into Tottenham. And it's because of the very thing that you said. You said, Ten Hag likes to counter. We all know what Conte likes to do. I think who's going to be on the press, press the foot more and more aggressively. I think it's going to be United. And United don't look good doing that. So mm-hmm. therefore, Tottenham played perfectly into the hand counter. I don't have Kane scoring because I, I think I picked them last week, right? So I'm gonna go with uh, Human Son scoring, and yeah,
0: I got it going two to one Spurs. Nice, 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 nice. Um, yeah, we both have the same score but opposite. So obviously, I, I hate both teams. So it, it's nothing. The mm-hmm. nice. draw would probably be fine for me. Yeah, um, but I think United's gonna edge it out because. If they go through this week of three tough fixtures, two at home, and they only get one or two points, that's probably going to be highly, highly disappointing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a big game, and they're at home, so they need to get it done, Man United, if they're serious about getting top four. Uh, Fulham at home against Aston Villa. Um, Villa, just Tyrone Mings was awful last week. Uh, Will Tyrone Mings give the other team a goal? Probably. Um, Fulham? Keep rolling. Got a point last week. They're at home here. Villa is just gutless. They can't finish. They don't. Uh-huh. They make stupid fucking mistakes all day. Stevie G, Frank Lampard. We keep saying it. How do these guys surviving? Um, but I think they're gonna stick with Stevie G. But I see Fulham winning this. I'm going with Fulham. Uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a two to one Fulham win. Nice. I think it's gonna
1: be really boring, and I actually think it's gonna be one nil Fulham um fulham at home gives the advantage i did the whole you know what i could go higher but you've already got them scoring too so instead of doing what i did with newcastle going up three nil i'm gonna stick with
0: the fulham one nil fulham one nil and last game Leicester at home against leeds uh you you picked this last one first well, you make me think that Leeds is a fucking Europa contender with how you fucking talked them up today. They're not and at home though, and they're, they're they are
1: aggressive. They are aggressive.
0: aggressive, but but no matter where they, they are, can they play that that aggressive style like as good as they played it on the road? It's a lot tougher to go do that on the road for ninety minutes, for sure, for sure. I'm
1: going three to
0: one Leeds, and Leeds are laying the
1: smackdown. Um, yeah. I thought Leeds created well. Um,
0: For sure. They had so many chances yesterday.
1: Yeah, so I'm going 3-1 leads. They're going to go ahead and, and finish off some goals. I really rate Sentera, um, that Colombian. I rate him. I like him a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with Leeds. Like I said, I was impressed by them. Definitely one of our tougher games. Um, so I think they will get the result. Uh, it, like I said, going on the road and playing that pressing style is a lot different with your home crowd backing you, pushing you on for 90 minutes. So I think it'll be closer game. Um, Lester relegation battle, man. They're in a relegation yep. scrap. They need points, so it will be tougher. But I'm going to say two-one uh, leads. And we both have to pick a third person. Did you pick a second? So I'll let you go. I did. It. I did. I did. I picked Humming Sun. Okay. And I'll pick a third. I'm going to go with so I picked Manchester United scoring two goals. Do I want to pick a Manchester United player? Should I pick McChicken? <laughs> you also you also you also have
1: Crystal Palace scoring three goals. And we yeah. all know you have a love for Crystal Palace.
0: Yeah, I'll take Zaha. That's a good bet. He's gotta score. He's he's in a little drought, so he's due.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going Isik for Newcastle.
0: I want to check if he's hurt because I haven't seen him. Fuck off. Did he play this weekend? I don't think I saw him. I think I keep seeing. Yeah, he could be out for a while. Yeah, I'll I'll let you redo that one. Thigh injury likely to be out until World Cup. That's why I picked Callum Wilson. You did pick Callum Wilson. I don't want to pick Newcastle <laughs> now.
1: You already got. Yeah, that's right. I'd like to. Uh. All right. <coughs> I got three to one leads, but I don't know. I race and a setup, but I don't really trust that. Yeah, he, um, no, he
0: was good. That guy was good, man, for
1: leads. Three to one Chelsea. Let's go ahead and go with Raheem the Dream.
0: Oh. <sighs> I have a feeling if he doesn't score, you're going to be really pissed because you're, you oh, have a love-hate yeah. relationship with him. I it's, really and it's do. mostly hate, um, if we're I really do. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, did I pick my third? Yeah, it did, right? I picked Azaha. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we got our scores. Um, we got our results in. Some good midweek fixtures, so I'll definitely be looking forward to some of them. Uh, Wednesday is definitely the best day. You got Liverpool-West Ham. We yep. got Man United-Spurs, so that'll be a double TV day. And yeah, uh, so let's let's end this with some playoff talk. Game five coming up for the Yanks. Game three was a fucking shit show, a disaster. Um with the way that one ended with a walk off win for Cleveland. I did not speak to anybody for two hours. I was livid. I was listening to post games bash Aaron Boone for that disgrace, that disaster class he put in. And I'm I'm very worried um for a couple reasons. One, the game might not get played tonight. Uh, I'm going to be checking. They said there would be a 6 p.m. update, and it's five uh, fifty-nine. So, hopefully, by the time I end this podcast, we'll have an answer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the league and teams are conferencing at 6 p.m. to reassess the weather for situation for tonight. Shane Bieber is not available. So, it would be worse for Cleveland, uh, for the Yankees, actually, because they would be able to start Bieber tomorrow. So that would work out well. And right now they have some guy, Sival, who's not that great. He's probably going to be going a few innings. Better for the Yankees to be facing him than a Cy, Cy Young Award winner, Shane Bieber. So that would be worse for us. So I'm concerned about that. I'm also concerned about when you look in elimination games, you look at a couple things. There's going to be high leverage decisions being made in elimination games. And tonight you would have or whenever this Game 5 is played, you would have Terry Francona, World Series winner, legendary manager, going against the clown himself, the puppet himself, Aaron Boone. That is concerning. You would have to take Terry Francona 10 times out of 10. Uh And that's concerning for me. (laughs) Very. He's already cost us a fucking game.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this this should not be even in a game five, if we're being completely honest with you. Uh, we should have now – we should have snuck away with the win in game three. We didn't. We should have, but we didn't. Cool.
0: Yeah, we should have uh, the, We were up five – we were up five-three, right? And then it ended how 6 How many hits did Cleveland so Fifteen. But, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you went with Shouldn't Clay Holmes, from what I saw from Clay Holmes yesterday, he probably would have been good enough to close that out. But you didn't because you said it wasn't an emergency. Which, if a playoff God. team is not an emergency, then what is? I mean, seriously. He, he, it's it's shambolic behavior.
1: He he is, they're not in line with what they're doing. He's fraudulent. He doesn't understand the proper way of getting out of questions if you don't want to answer it. And I, I just, I he needs, he needs to not be the manager of the New York fucking Yankees anymore because. These are the mistakes that will not get you to a World Series. And yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. The the bringing up Franco is going to be huge. I completely agree. My whole thought process behind it is I don't even think it's going to get to that point because I think we're going to slap the
0: shit out of him tonight. I hope so. Because honestly, if you're the Yankees, now, Cleveland has three great relievers, Class A, and I forget the other two guys. And they haven't pitched since game two. So these guys are well-rested. Yeah. You have to think Francona is going into it saying, my three best relievers are giving me two innings each. So that's six innings. So in reality, this starter only has to probably go, and they probably have another reliever available as well. So they're probably saying, just let him give us two innings. And if you're yeah. the Yankees, you need to smack Cleveland left, right, center, smack them all over in those two fucking innings. If right. the Yankees do not have the lead going into the fourth or fifth inning, they are in trouble because those, yep. those relievers they have are dominant and they're going to use yep. them and they've they they've rested them well enough where they can mix and match throughout that lineup in the late innings. And that's concerning. And we know the Yankees do not have the bullpen. We know that. So yep. if they're going into to the fourth and fifth inning without the lead – I will be shitting myself for the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. You're spot on with that. I think that's that's really a great way of how you should be looking at the game. If we don't strike early, it's gonna be an issue on the back end. Um I say if we don't play tonight, we should give it another day so they can pitch Quantrill again. I would <laughs> love to be a piece of fucking him. Do anything to get him back available, please. I will never see him again. I
0: mean Cleveland won't Terry won't let it happen, but yeah, I mean he didn't concern me at all. I was confident in getting hits off him last night. Oh he yeah. really was. But yeah, hey, Aaron Judge, you need to you need to fucking show tonight. One home run in this series, not good enough. That was your only hit. Not good enough. Yeah. And, and Garrett Cole, thank you for your services. And Garicol, provided what we needed. Garrett Cole did what he needed to do. which it's your turn, Aaron Judge. It is your mm-hmm. turn. So like I said, the keys to the game for me, the things to watch Aaron Boone versus Francona. You have to say Francona has the edge, but let's see what actually happens in the game. Hopefully, hopefully, we have a good managed game. I wouldn't count on it. These idiots took 160-something games to tell us Isaac kainer Leifo was not good enough, something we knew in fucking July or June. June. Um, Really, really embarrassing that they waited to an elimination game to admit their mistake. Shows how fucking arrogant they are. And if I'm being honest, they have nothing to be arrogant about. They haven't been to a World Series since 2009. So this arrogance, you should be humbled a little bit and be willing to admit some mistakes. Because if you haven't won a World Series since 2009, that's that's 13 failures in a row in New Mm -hmm. York. This is the Yankees we're talking about. The Mets, you can excuse that. We ain't the Mets. It's the Yankees. So that's a matchup, and Yankees have to get an early lead. Get that early lead at home. A first inning bomb that is big because that crowd's gonna be rocking. If there's a fucking yeah. moonshot from Judge or Stanton in the first inning, nice two run homer. That crowd will be rocking. Yeah, hundred percent. And if they don't, if they if if they don't get that early run, the crowd will be tense. It really will. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I really do think we're gonna
1: shellack the shit out of them in the Bronx. Taking it back to the boogie down was the first most important thing. The moment we lost that game yep. and we, we took care of it, obviously, it, it felt great. I can also think just from a baseball gods and the baseball universe perspective, just fucking have they hit the ball hard at all? Other than the, no. the couple oh jacks. My God, it's just they don't deserve this, man. If we're going to get beat, let us get beat to Houston because Aaron Boone just fucks it up again. And and maybe we don't have the roster and the bullpen's on the back end. I get it. I get it. I get that. Let me tell you. Let's lose this guardian team. Come on,
0: man. Let me tell you something. The the blue pits have been so fucking infuriating. There was yeah. there was a hit last night. Aaron Hicks, I think, rifled it. And they have this this uh stat. It's called expected batting average. It's kinda like XG in soccer. It's basically yeah. like how hard it was hit and how well it was hit. The expected the expectancy that it should have been a hit. Aaron Hicks was like it's 690, which is like it should have definitely been a hit. But the, the field, the guy fielding made a, a great play, diving play, and stopped it from being a hit. Jose Ramirez came up and, and blooped one. And the expecting batting average for that was like .09. And it somehow oh. found grass. I mean, they are just, they're, they're getting a little lucky. We have to say that. But, you know, it, it goes to my other thing. I mean, they put the bat on the ball. And the Yankee players, they strike out a lot. And it's always something I've said, and it's always why I think analytics is bullshit. Because analytics, they tell you, oh, strikeouts don't really matter that much. Bullshit. You put the bat on the ball, good things happen. Nothing good comes from a strikeout. Nothing. Nothing. Except possibly a wild pitch. But what's what's the point of that? Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen that often. But look at Cleveland, for example. They don't strike out that much even though Cole struck him out a lot, but they put the bat on the ball and it finds grass sometimes. So I hate that. And and one more thing. Mr. <laughs> Mailer, you absolute ass clown with your taunting of Garrett Cole. It's you and Darwin Noodles for the biggest dumb fucks in, in the world. 100%. Noodles fucking taunts the Arsenal crowd after equalizing in the first half. And you do one of the most Shameless, disgraceful, rocking the baby, screaming, I'm your, you're my fucking son, when you're down a fucking run in the fourth or fifth inning. I mean, give me a break. That was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yes. He acted like he hit a walk-off to win the World Series. Yeah, no,
1: exactly. Tell me you've never had a big moment in your career without telling me you've never had a big moment in your career. Exactly. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's just laughable to think that you can allow your emotions to get to that point. Another reason to add to why they don't deserve this series. And hey, I, it's it's Garrett Cole took the professional route. He was he was not entertained at all. I love what he said.
0: Yeah. Did you he, hear what he, he said? He, yeah. Cute. That was cute. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was great cute. Comeback. <laughs> it's just bullshit. Yeah, no, that was embar- That was embarrassed. That was worse than what Noodles did. I mean, he showboated the whole the whole way around the bases. Oh, Piercing, yeah. showboating, rocking the baby, and you're down one, and you lost. And hopefully you get fucking eliminated tonight so we can rub it in your fucking face some more, Mr. Naylor. That was a joke. Oh, yeah. I'll be in his mentions after the Yankees win this
1: game tonight. I'm going to tell you that right now. I will be in his mentions after the Yankees win this game tonight. He will be getting a few memes from your boy tonight, 100%.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll sign up for Twitter just to fucking troll him. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, uh, I'm refreshing. I don't see any update. Uh, I'm sure we'll have one soon. I I hope we play because, like, I'm anxious. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see us advance or I'm ready to eat my fucking crow and cry like a little girl if we lose So, yeah, I want to fucking turn around with quick turnaround too. isn't ALCS supposed to start Wednesday. That's what I'm saying. That would be even worse because then we'd have to play an emotional elimination game and we either go home or we have to fucking go right to Houston the next day. That doesn't bode well. No, no. But yeah,
1: we got to We got to get this done and we got to get it done tonight. Uh, I'm refreshing one more
0: time. See if there's anything, anything new. Um I don't see anything, so we'll be texting about it. I'm sure. I hope we play, um, even if they start the game in like eight. Um, I'd rather that than wait till tomorrow. Um, I'm not seeing anything on it on the on the bird, so I'm fairly confident they're playing. Yeah, I I, I think I think they're going to get it in because that that's a contra. I think they have to play that game Wednesday, so you don't want that that short day of travel. Uh, after an elimination game so I, I would imagine they're they're probably just going to push the start time from like seven to eight or something like that so all right let's go yankees uh midweek fixtures we'll try to reconvene later in the week um but yeah that's it Premier pep talk episode 12 uh there was a podcast release by a uh, future guest <laughs> and uh we'll link it in the bio it was a it was a great great podcast did you listen to it Dude, twice over. Absolute <laughs> hilarious. We're I are trying loved to get every this guy there. on O'Leary. He's amazing.
1: It's it's fantastic, and every bit of it. I disagreed on probably about three to four things, but it was just oh man, it was hilarious. It was. What was your highlights? The I would I would probably say the 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 destruction of Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I would say the destruction of Jalen Hurts before the the before the, the 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 surge of Jalen Hurts really really gets going, and then I would probably say uh, if you want to listen to twenty five to thirty minutes, I'm gonna of make it. Hearing names like Rio Ferdinand, Vidic and then hearing names like Justin Herbert, <laughs> and Daniel Jones, the guy Daniel on Tennessee. Jones. And, and and a and a college quarterback that apparently is is got the pedigree of someone like Peyton Manning. All of a sudden, I didn't realize when the Giants were getting themselves a fucking future Hall of Famer in Hooker. Um, but this guy sold me on it.
0: I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was great. A quality man. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to drop on the podcast, but we'll definitely get him on. Uh, he's the Stu Gots of, uh, of our world. Definitely. Definitely the Stu Gots of our world. I didn't player. think he
1: existed until what I heard today.
0: I thought you made it all up until no. today. No, he is he is real. So you Holy figured out shit. that Santa Claus is indeed real. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we're going to try to get we've been saying it for weeks, but that, this is literally how difficult it is to get this guy on. But we promise. <laughs> it will be worth it when he does show face because oh. you know the, the mispronunciation of name <laughs> the, the, the the fucking the random from the random transitions from Jalen Hurts is a bum to Mbappe's a prick to Enzema is the, is the goat to Daniel Jones is better than Hurts to Hooker is the greatest quarter. it was just unbelievable transitions it, it was all over the place and it was the best 22 minutes of my life yeah, in a one-game scenario, in a one-game scenario, he
1: told us that he would take Benzema Penzema. over over anyone. It was it was Benzema. There's no question. It was it was Benzema that that he
0: was going to be taking. It's not a bad take. It's not a bad take. I love Benzema. So uh, uh, yeah, I, actually, from from all his ramblings, I thought most of his takes were pretty sound. I'm not going to lie. He had some pretty <laughs> decent takes there.
1: Yeah, uh, I think the main one was the disagreement I had was Holland came to City for a Champions League. He came to win the Champions League. This is often uh, an outside, an outsider's perspective on City. It's not we don't focus on the Champions League. We understand it's an acknowledgement of the thing that we don't win. But outsiders constantly say, "Oh, he came." To-. No, he came because his dad played there and he wants us to win champ titles. Like it's it's multiple things, not just the Champions League.
0: Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, we'll hope to get them on, and that's it. Go Yankees, and Premier Pep Talk, Episode 12. We're out. Let's go. Peace.